<laughs> Here we come one more to minute sonship life. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We have a message today again. It's called trust, love, trust, love, trust, love. I, right before the camera went on, I, I went, I went over the titles of, uh, the messages, especially the beginning of since the beginning of 2023 in January. And I went back to January the 8th. And I believe that was the first message I spoke in January of this year. And the Lord had given me the title, Faith is Fixed Gaze on Jesus. Faith is Fixed Gaze on Jesus. And really, this is what we're talking about today. We're talking about a fixed gaze on Jesus, who is the very love of God. And so starting with that message in the beginning of the year that he, he really opened up the year, the womb of this year for me with fixed gaze on Jesus. This is what faith is. This is what we are now, the just walking out this faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Then uh, right after that, he started clarifying, started clarifying that now we have the sight of God. That as we, as we behold him, really we are beholding him through his own eyes. Beholding the one that sees us. And then, so the next message after the 8th of January was, See the one that sees you. See the one that sees you. Fix gaze on Jesus who is love. When we behold him, we're beholding him, beholding us in love forever. Ephesians 1, 4. In love forever. And then we move to eyes that see. And we talked about his sight. His sight of love that sees us. And we looked at Hagar in the wilderness. How she was sent back to the mistress that was mistreating her. Why? Because God had a plan. Of loving kindness. And so then we move to new birth sight. That now that we are born again, now that we are born of God, now that we are children of God, we have been given a new sight. And really this is, this is it. As a believer in Jesus, you cannot walk earth and make it in the world without this new birth sight. The distractions, the, 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 the snares, the temptations, the, 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 the pullings on your outer man are so intense like never before. And without a sight that is fixed on him through his eyes, we behold him that's beholding us. We are not going to make it. We have to walk by faith. We have to walk on the water. We have to walk in the very love of God. And so here, right after that message, new birth sight, he starts moving me in the very love of God. Be mine, he gave me that message. Be mine. He woke me up and I asked him that morning, 
What is the message for the day? And I heard him say it. Be mine. Why? Because we are. Because we are his. And then last week, the love of one. Our true love. Our only love. The one that laid down his life for you and I. So we might know love. So we might know God. So let's go to 1 John. Let's go to 1 John chapter 4. New sight. Fixed gaze on Jesus. Love sees us today. Let's go to 1 John 4. Start. Let's start verse 4. A lot of these verses we read and we it's a good thing to keep on reading these. You are of God, little children. Do you believe this? Do you believe that you are of God? You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. And so today is trust love. Trust love. It's how he titled it. I don't come up with these little titles like, like l- let's see what will get people's attention. I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't need people's attention. I want God's attention. And in Christ, I have his attention. And so today he gave me trust love because we are of God and we have overcome everything that's in this world. How? Through the new birth, through this new divine side that we have access to. To this new gaze into love, to know I am loved, that I'm fashioned after the manner of love, that I'm made to be loved by my heavenly Father, that I'm made to be transformed in the very image of Jesus who is love. We go to 1 Corinthians 13 and we read, love is patient, love is kind. This is what we're being conformed to. Love. Jesus' kindness towards man. That while we were yet sinners, he died for us. He's patient with us as we undergo this, this transformation. A conformity of resemblance to the firstborn son. So back to back to first John 4 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you, he who is in you, where is he right now? And we will I'm queuing up to read that God is love. That's what I'm queuing up to read. God is love. Never lose sight of God is love. He chastens us to bring forth conformity, to bear the fruits of the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Last week's message is the key message that we now have been given through Christ, this gift of righteousness. To be called the righteousness of God 
in Christ Jesus. This is what love looks like. A conformity of a becoming of a righteous expression of the living God on earth. Not marred by unrighteousness and righteousness. Not desiring unrighteousness, but being, being conformed to righteousness. Becoming his righteousness because he became sin for you and I. To be able to declare by faith with full confidence and persuasion, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Irrelevant of any other buts and ifs. Maybe someday. I already am the way I am already a child of God, the way I have already overcome them, the way I know he lives in me now. Don't fool yourself. If you are not the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, through your new birth, God could not live in you. Holy and unholy do not mingle, buddy. There is absolutely no oneness in that. But in holiness, in righteousness is oneness. Only God. God in me. God through me. God for me. And I tell you, as you undergo this transformation, there will be great resistance from your own flesh. Your own flesh, carnal mindset. Yeah, but I'm just a human. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not perfect. Yeah, but I'm still, yeah, but I'm still struggling. Oh, seize the struggle. Go back to 1 John 4, 4. You are of whom? You're not of sin and you're not of the devil. You're of God, born from above. Trust love is the message. Trust the word of love. Trust God. Trust the word of God. You've overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who's in the world. You name what's in the world. You are already far above it. You name what's in the world that's taunting you right now and you come to this verse and say, ah, 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 no, no, I'm not going to succumb and be taken over by that. No. No. I'm of God. He lives in me. And he tells me I've overcome it. Look at verse 5. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as the world. Are you catching yourself speaking of the world? Seize it. You're not of the world. You're of God. The world hears them. Look at verse 6. We are of God. Therefore, we don't converse as the world converses. Therefore, the world would not get us unless they are born again. Then we become one in spirit, one in the body of Christ, one in this faith that we've been given through the Son, the faith of the Son of God that lives and abides in me now forever. 
We are of God. He who knows God hears us. And he who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. What spirit of error is out there right now? Traditions of man. Doctrines of demons. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Everyone who loves, everyone who lives in the very love of God is of God. Be mindful of the love of God that he so loved you. He gave his son. He shed blood and broke his blood. Be mindful of the love of God. Live in the love of God. You're a child of love, a child of God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. When I say trust love, I'm not talking about trusting some sort of a feeling. I feel God, I don't feel God. I think he likes me, I don't think he likes me today. Oh, you know, love looks like mushy something, cushy something, comfortable. No, love chastens us. Love brings forth a conformity to the one son who laid down his life. Lest we be like Peter, troubled by the, by the affairs of the world. Lest we suffer persecution and deny our master. Follow him from behind, from afar. God is love. We are of love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us. That God has sent, this is the only way love was manifested towards us. This is how love is manifested towards you today. Not a good feel feeling, although this is a good feel feeling to know he died for you. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us. That God has sent his only begotten son. Do you hear what I'm reading? Do you hear what he's saying? In this, the love of God was manifested towards us. Not against us, towards us. That God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Not live in the world and be carnal, carnal, carnal. But live through him who's made righteousness and wisdom and sanctification and redemption for me, Paul writes. Live through him. Live through his righteousness, through his redemption, through his wisdom, through his sanctification. Yes. I have to live this out as you are attaining and, and pressing to live it out. And this is love, not that we love God. This is what brings forth this unwavering faith in God. And this is love because faith works through this love revelation of what he's done for me. It's the anchor that holds and this is love, 
not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. For our sins. There is an atoning sacrifice called Jesus that has paid the price for you to have fellowship with your heavenly father. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Verse 15, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, abides, God abides in him, and he in God won. Have you confessed him as, as your Lord and Savior? Confess that Jesus is the Son of God. Well, then he abides in you. And because he abides in you, we just read in verse 4, the greater is he that's in you than the one that's in the world. And we know and believe the love. This is what trust love looks like. And we know and believed, believed, we believed, we still believe and we we'll always believe. The love that God has for us. The love that God has for us. What does that look like? He just told us a little earlier. The love he has towards us was demonstrated how? By sending his son to die on the cross. That is love. There's no greater love, he says, than to, for one to lay down his life. And he did it. He did it for you and I. We know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. There's no confusion in this moment of trusting God. There's no doubt whether you're going to make it. You will make it. He already said to you. He already said you have overcome them. You will make it. You will make it. You will make it. He has guaranteed his life. He laid down his life as a guarantee. That's what Hebrews says, that he is the surety of a better covenant. He is your assurance. He is your confidence. He who abides in love abides in God and God in him. And look from there we go to verse 17. Love has been perfected among us. Love has already been perfected among us. We don't need another showing of the love of God. We've already, we've already seen the showing of the love of God through the cross of Christ. Love has already been perfected among us in this that we may have why. To be bold in that, in that day of judgment. To be able to stand with a pure conscience sanctified by the blood of Christ. To be able to know of live life through him. Because as he is, as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Oh, we read it. We read it. And we catch ourselves fearful. 
in anxiousness of mind. How are we going to make it through this day? How are we going to make it through this week? So quickly to forget. That he said to us that his love has been perfectly demonstrated to us. And we now have a guarantee of his love. As he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in God. When we say trust God, there's no fear in that statement. There's no fear in trusting God. There's no fear in trusting love. Perfect love casts out fear. The revelation of the love of God flushes an anxious mind far away from you. Oppression cannot linger in the revelation of the love of God. It's far removed from you. Because you know he laid down his life for you. What a price he paid. You see, fear has torment. Fear is Satan's weapon of destruction. Fear is your enemy. Fear held you in bondage. Hebrew says to us, the fear of death. All of our lifetime were held in bondage. Until Christ came. Until our eyes were opened up to the only living God. And we acknowledged him as a son of God. When we acknowledged him as a son of God, love God moved in and occupied our space. It became our life. Became our life. So we might live through him in the revelation of the love of God. So we not be tormented because what does the word say here? Perfect love cast out fear because fear involves torment. Are you in torment today? What are you tormented by? We say no. We say you torment or alive from the pit of hell. We say no to torment. We say no to fear. Because why? We've said a full yes to God. A full yes to God. God, you're my God. God, you're love who lives in me now. God, you and I are one in the body of Christ. God, you now are my good shepherd. You lead me in those green pastures by the still waters for your namesake. You feed me. You satisfy my thirst. 
He who fears has not been made perfect in love. This is where growing up comes in. This way, Christian maturity comes in in the, in, the, in the revelation, in the assurance of this demonstration of love that he's already given to us. We love him because he first loved us. We love him because he first loved us. Let's go to, 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 to the book of John, but on the way there, 1 John chapter 3, just a chapter before where I was reading. 1 John chapter 3.16, by this we know love. By this we know love. How can we trust him? Because we know him. Because we believe the love of God. By this we know love because he laid down his life for us. For us. It's how he demonstrated his life towards us. John 10. John 10. I want it to be simple. Simple message. Simple message. God loves me. I trust God because God loves me. God loves me. Love loves me. Love so loved me that he gave the son of his love. So that now I can be part of the kingdom of the son of his love. John 10. Most, verse 1. Let's go verse 1. Most assuredly I say to you. This is after he rebuked them. Those blind guys that, that, they, that, they, that they, they feel they're so enlightened. <laughs> wow yeah just I, I don't want to spend too much but just that chapter 9 is really the cue up to chapter 10 so you really have to live it in read it in conjunction but um chapter 10 this is this is what it looks like to have open eyes to see him alone as your good shepherd so he leads you. So he'll lead you. You don't lead yourself. He leads you. Most surely I say to he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, some other way. There's many ways. No, there's not many ways. Only one way. The same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. Today, we're hearing his voice. We're his sheep. He's saying to us, trust my love. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name. He says we're his own. He calls his own sheep by name. What love, what a personal touch, what a knowing of, of oneself by God. He knows you, he knows you, he's calling you out. Follow me, child, follow me, child. Trust my love, that's how you follow him. Verse 
He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. He always goes before you. He'll never take you where he hasn't gone before. He goes before you. The way's been made. He is the way. He is truth. He is the truth. He is life. He is the life. He goes before them. The sheep follow him for they know his voice. They know love. The love sound of God. They know the acceptance of his voice. They know how he calls them by name. He know, he knows us. And we know him because we know his voice. His voice builds us up. His voice leads us out of every snare. His voice ministers. Is the balm of Gilead to my soul. His voice alone will take you through this hour. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger. We will not follow a stranger. No. No. We follow his voice because we'll flee from the stranger for we do not know the voice of a stranger. And then he talks about, hmm. well, let's go verse seven. The words of Jesus, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. Do not. Base your Christianity on the ones that came before him. Trust his word alone. Trust his word alone. Not the word of a man. Trust his word. And yes, he does use men, men and women. Yes, he does use vessels. That's how he's chosen to work through his body. But we're talking about hearing his voice through the vessel. His voice is one. His voice will always lead you out. His voice will always call you out by name. His voice is the only one you follow. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill and to destroy. I have come, Jesus says, that you may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. This is what love looks like. We just read. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, a hireling, what does he do? He is not the shepherd. How plain is this? A hireling is not the shepherd. One who does, one who does not own the sheep. Sees the wolf coming, leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. 
Woe to those false shepherds. That's what the word of God says. The hireling flees because he's a hireling, does not care about the sheep. What did Jesus tell Peter in that moment of restoration? Will you feed my sheep, Peter? Will you feed my sheep? Will you feed my sheep? How are the sheep fed? The word of his pasture. So that his voice be heard in the feeding. The hireling flees because he's a hireling, does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I'm known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep. I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not in this fold, them also I must bring, and they'll hear my voice, and there'll be one flock and one shepherd. How beautiful. We read in Ephesians 4, one faith, one baptism, one God, one body. Therefore my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me. Pontius Pilate didn't. The Pharisees didn't. He told Pontius, no, you've got no power unless the power is given to you, buddy. My kingdom, he says, it's out of this world. The kingdom of God is not of this world. In that moment, he talked about his own, I'm not going to fight with, 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 with swords. and As men fight, we have the armor of God. <laughs> we are above now. We are of God now. We've already overcome the swords and the shields of earth. Aha. I have power to lay down his own life, he said. Verse, let's go to 18. No one takes it from me, but I lay down of myself, of myself. It was his perfect will to do the will of the Father. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my father. And look at this. If we skip over to verse 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And they follow me. The purpose of the voice is not to thrill your flesh or for you to tell your little friend of your little experience and encounter of God. His voice is to be followed. You give an account whether you followed your good shepherd. What encounter? What encounter do you want? The love was already demonstrated in this, that he laid down his life. And because you've received him, as the son of God, you have newness of life. What an encounter with life you receive when you became born again, that you're now called the citizen of heaven. Oh, we need to wake up to the reality of the word of God. To be anchored in the word of God and not, not go by the spirit of error.
Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life. This is what we're talking about. Eternal life in him alone. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone. Why do we have to trust God? Can we trust God? Yes. If we do not trust God, we will perish because we can't serve two masters. You can't follow two masters, the, the spirit of error and the spirit of truth. You can't be under fear and say, I know the love of God. Oh, yeah, we can grow, and I am, I am, I am, I am undergoing transformation, attaining to this revelation. No fear in love, because fear has torment. He wants happy little children, happy little children. Put your smile on today. He loves you. You can trust him. It's what he's going to say here. It's what he's going to say here. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Safe proof. Your safety is to trust the love of God. There's no safety found in the world today outside of this revelation of the love of God. Being one with Him, that He so loved you. And still loves you and always love you. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. No one. And Pontius Pilate, the uh, uh, saucy pants he had on that day towards Jesus, the Lord of the universe. Saying, don't you know who I am, Jesus? I can take your life. But what do you read about the revelation of the love of God? It brings forth a boldness in the day of judgment. And we saw the bold declaration coming out of Jesus that day. Well, even here, there's a bold declaration, verse 30. I and my Father are one. You can freely say it because he has said it. Because he just said in 1 John, you're of God now. And so you can dare say with boldness, I, Deshi Schneider, and the Father are one. We are one. We are one. May the righteousness of God through Christ. All these messages, they're coming from a place. They're coming from a place that is beyond me, myself, and I. Me and the Father one, he says. If we go to John 18, maybe I'll wrap it up here. Actually, the way to John, do you mind just why we, we can, we're going there? But John 14, just 
right there we are in the book of John anyway. The words of Jesus, you know, right after betrayal of the denial of Peter, or Peter saying to him in 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 thirteen thirty-seven, Peter saying to him, "Lord, why, uh, why can I not follow you now?" Carnal man, carnal mindset. I'll lay down my life for your sake. He says, "What does Jesus say to him? Will you lay down your life when the pressure comes, when the persecution arises?" It is a good question. All of us have to answer. Jesus asked him, knowing full well. Jesus says, will you lay down your life for my sake? Will you? Will I? Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow till you have denied me. What? Three times. I read and I shudder. I don't want to be a fickle Christian. And from there he says, and he's giving him the way out. He's giving him the way out that he doesn't have to deny him. He's saying, don't let your heart be troubled, Peter. Don't be, don't be troubled, Peter. Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. We could put Peter's name because he's just talking to Peter in the first verse. Now, this is poignant for all of us. But he's given he, uh, the way out. Don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Trust the love of God. Love flashes out fear. Keeps you safe in this hour. What's the next moment there? I'm in verse 13 in chapter 15. Chapter 15, we're making our way to John 18. 15, 13, what does he say? Peter is hearing these words, the love of God. Greater love has no one than this. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friend if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends. For all things that I've heard from my father, I've made known to you. Freely have I received, and freely do I give. You did not choose me, Jesus says, to you and I, to Peter, to them all. He did not choose me. Rest assured, he's got a plan. He's picked you up before the foundation of the world. Rest assured, you're going to make it. He loves you that much. He says to you and I, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And what? Appointed you that you should go and bear fruit to be his disciple. To be called a Christian. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. That you love one another. 1633. <laughs> These things I've spoken to you, Jesus says. That in me, 
not in the world, in him. Who is the word made flesh? That in his word, that in his voice that you hear today, that in me, you may have peace. That you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. Oh, we like to read the first part. We catch ourselves in trouble. Yes, Jesus said, yes, in this world we have trouble. And we stop there. That's not where Jesus stopped, though. That phrase is sandwiched between what I just read. These things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. And then right after the phrase of, in the world you have tribulation, he says, but be of good cheer. Are you of good cheer? Are you walking in the peace of God? Are you troubled, 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 troubled? Denying your master in turn? Not trusting the love of God? Be of good cheer. Have overcome the world. That's what First John also says that we read. You're of God now. We are now born again. This is before the new birth. Now we are born again. He, he became born again when he was raised from the dead. That is Jesus. The firstborn among many brethren. So we can now have this assurance of life. This confidence that I can be of good cheer. That I can have a joy and a happy disposition no matter what but what happens in verse in chapter 18 the betray, I mean, betrayal and arrest in Gethsemane. What happened to those that just heard the words of Jesus? What happened? Did they follow him? Were they of good cheer or did they scatter? In fear. My, my. I read that and I marvel and I see myself and I'm like, Lord, I need more mind renewal. More mind renewal, Jesus. Peter's denying him there. He's not a disciple. He's not a disciple of Jesus. He's not a follower of Jesus. He doesn't know Jesus. The one who he just said, I'm going to lay down my life for you, Jesus. I love you, God. I love we sing those songs. I love you, God. As soon as persecution rises, we're nowhere to be found. Why? Because we do not have not believed the words of Jesus. And this is the hour where we are making a choice to believe the words of Jesus. To believe. To believe truth. To believe he is my life that no man can take, snatch my life out of his hands. Do you believe it? Or are you fearing for your life? If you're fearing for your life, there is an issue where you trust in God. Trusting his love for you. That's how I speak to myself. How I speak to myself. Because we will give an account whether we followed his voice. The appointment for which he appointed us. To bear much fruit for the kingdom. And not just to bear much fruit, but for that fruit to remain. There is a difference. To the very end, like Paul said, I kept, 
I kept the faith. I kept the faith. I want that to be my very last statement on earth. I kept my faith. The faith. The faith of the Son of God. I kept the faith. Only there. As you, what was faith? Fixed gaze on Jesus. See him as he sees you. Blameless in his sight. In love before him forever. Uh, John 18, 37. Jesus answered, Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. That which we're talking about today, the word of God, it is not of this world. It is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate says, are you a king? And Jesus says, you say rightly that I am a king. I acknowledge him as your king today. You say rightly then. You say rightly then. Truth speaks back to us. You say rightly then. You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born. My. For this cause I was born, Jesus said. A son was given, a child was born. For this cause. I have come into the world on divine assignment to the will of God. The very appointment for which he was fashioned. The word was sent forth to heal us, to restore us back to our heavenly father. That I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Let's read that slowly. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. This word is truth. And if you heed his word, you are hearing his voice. His voice and his word are one. There is no separation. No separation. From truth, which is his word, thy word is truth and his voice. Don't you be going following voices for a little experience that thrill you out a man. Look what he says, Luke writes in this moment here. Luke 22, let's see, let's locate it. It's just too good to stop right now. I'm all, I'm about done. I'm about done. Mm-mm-mm.
Jesus mocked and beaten there, right? Um, after Peter denies him again. I mean, this is, this is, this moment right here always gets me in, um, hmm. The third denial there in, in, in Luke 22, verse 60. Well, let's 59. Then after about an hour had passed, another confidently affirmed saying, confidently affirmed saying to Peter, surely this fellow, third, third moment to, to, to come and, and, and speak aright, to declare that Jesus is came. Surely this fellow was also with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, man, I do not know what you're saying. Exclamation mark. Must have been a lot of passion in that statement. Fear brings passion. Drop it. Bow the knee to the Lordship of Jesus. Immediately where... He was still immediately, immediately, right in that passionate moment of fear speaking through Peter because he took the care of the world that choked faith. Immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed and the Lord Jesus himself and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Oh my, my. Those, those eyes of love looked at Peter in the moment of betrayal, knowing that he'd forewarned him, knowing that he'd given him the way out of escape. Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. No greater love is there shown than to lay down my life for you, Peter. Immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Do you know there is an imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ? You don't know the hour. You don't know the hour. I don't know the hour. Live aright. Declare his kingship. The Lord turned and looked at Peter and Peter remembered the word of the Lord. How he had said to him, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. But here we see a good outcome, repentance. And so Peter went out and wept bitterly. Repentance. And so now we go to the very last verses here. Uh, verse 66, as soon as it was day, the elders of the people, both chief priests and scribes, came together and led him into their council, saying, if you are the Christ, tell us. If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, if I tell you, you will by no means believe. You don't believe my words. Else he called them of their father, the devil. If I tell you, you will by no means believe. And if I also ask you, you will by no means answer me or let me go. Look at this confidence of mission. Hereafter, regardless of what you do, I'm not moved by it. I know the assignment, the hour I was born for right now. 
the passion of Christ. This is it. Hereafter, the Son of Man will sit on the right hand of the power of God. Hebrew says that the universe is upheld by the word of his power. Come on now. Who is our God? When we call on Jesus, who is he? He said to Pilate, when Pilate says, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus, you're speaking of rights. I am a king. The master of the universe. He in Hebrew says that nothing that was made that was not made by the word of God. That we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. The word of God. The word of God. Jesus is his name. The word of God. Then they also said, are you then the son of God? Are you then the son of God? This is how I'm going to finish. Are you then the son of God? What does Jesus' truth say to them? And he said, the ones that hear truth, hear my voice. He says, you rightly say that I am. I am says he is. I am. I am says I am. I am the king and I am the son of God. And so we bow the knee to the great I am today. How? By trusting love. By trusting love. By submitting to the love of God. For we're born for right now. We're born to demonstrate the very love of God to the world. Glory be to God. Thank you for your patience once again. I finish for today again. Amen. We're done. We're done. We're done.